Hello, uh, welcome back to another episode of, I think we're going to call it uh, same but different podcast because it's going to be me and Ellie and we're like the same but also different. Just so generic. Um, so, yeah, but it's catchy it's and easy. It's easy to remember. I am genius. a genius. Um, we had to re-record this episode because our last one, we, we were kind of cancelled and it, like we were naming loads of people. We were talking, we are going in too deep about personal stories. We should have um, actually, before we started this, had a discussion about what we shouldn't say, like... To, yeah, I think but, we know from the last time though because yeah, you were yeah. so anxious about it like we, you probably know yeah yeah actually fair enough okay okay so I put up on my story asking what age most people started drinking at because I started drinking when I was 12 but like not consecutively after that it was just like the first time I got drunk and then I actually started getting like actually plastered and when I was like 14 15 I wasn't like drinking then for mm. ages when I was 12 but um Ellie also said that's 13. fucked because I know 12 year olds like I know, mm. I know, yeah, and you just wouldn't Yeah, think well, that. I was 13, but I, like, when you're 13, you don't realise you're 13. I know, you think you're so old. Yeah, oh, that's actually really depressing. I know, it's so that's depressing. so depressing. So depressing. I, don't think that, I don't think that's normal, though. I really don't think no, that's No, when I put I think, it on my story, though. I think we were particularly um, young. No, a lot, I'd say, so this is kind of how... Um, the age thing went on my story when I asked mm. people. It was like, majority said 15, and then okay. so it was like 50% 15 year olds and then I'd say like 30% was like 12 and 13 okay and then the rest was just like random ages really small percentage said I think it was like two people said 18 a few okay. people said 17 and then a few actually a good few people more people said 11 than people who said 18 and do you was that at all influenced like I don't know if you checked but was that at all influenced by like where where they're from I'm not sure, like I, but the majority of my followers are from Ireland and then the rest are like UK and Australia. Okay, no, but I mean like in Ireland. Oh, in Ireland? Mm. Oh, I wouldn't know. No, okay. I think the majority of my followers are from Dublin though as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, but I think it's a lot to do with like the weather and stuff here because there's actually, and there's not enough like community activities to do. Like it's all kind of just like sports yeah. and nothing else. Like for example, in America, you can do like cheerleading for free after school. I don't think I don't think the weather has to influence the age at which we start, but I think the the weather influences the degree into which that we rely on alcohol. No, because you know? chi- well, children spend in other countries spend a good chunk of their day outside and like going yeah. to each other's houses. But if you're in Ireland and it's literally lashing down, you're not going to walk to the shops at your mates. You're going to be more inclined to be like, let's steal drink from our parents and like be mischievous rather than thinking innocently yeah you know and because our parents as well are drinking yeah they wouldn't be drinking that much it's not like you know they're heavy drinkers but that's kind of their activities as well they just go to the pub but culturally in other countries like in mediterranean countries they'd be like learning you know moderation and like having a glass of wine with their dinner and shit like that yeah because they don't binge drink for fun yeah yeah but we're doing it as an we're doing it as an activity rather than just as an enjoyment <laughs> like the taste yeah. of wine you know yeah yeah like in Italy and stuff they like the taste of beer and they like the taste of wine because they harvested there like all the grapes so they're interested in how it tastes that's why the kids because it could be part of, the, part of the family business and like it's just a part of their culture but here we just binge drink because it's an activity rather than enjoying the alcohol I think it's deeper than it being an activity I think it's like I think the the roots of it are far deeper than that. Like the Irish have been doing that for hundreds of years. Like when we were a colony, we all used to get fucked, and we'd be in these little um, we'd be in these little clans. We all used to just get really drunk and beat the shit out of each other. Like that's what we used to nice. do for entertainment. So it's definitely like a cultural thing that's been going back. 
years and also because all of our mental health we've really poor mental health in this country like and high rates of suicide and shit like that yeah but do you not think that's perpetuated by alcohol rather than we we're drove to drink because of our poor mental health i think no yeah i think it's we were drove to drink from our poor mental well i suppose it's a chicken or the egg argument but like yeah i would be of the assumption that we the alcohol is a solution to the problem or you know what I mean and then it's just a self-perpetuating cycle I think a lot in in rural Ireland that might be the case but I don't think that it is in like urban areas why um I just think that there's like there's a higher rate of depression and and suicide in places where there's not a lot going on and you're a lot Mm. in isolation if you know what I mean so places in rural Ireland you they would be drove to drink because of their mental health but I think in Dublin it's perpetuated by perpetuated by drinking so much because we have amenities and we have communities and stuff and loads of resources so what's what's causing the like the excessive alcohol consumption in dublin just activity and that's the only thing we do together yeah as like a group because mm. i always feel worse when i drink more and then i just don't drink for a while because i'm aware of myself mm. you know and i i had such a bad mental health when i was a teenager because i would just drink yeah you know because you would drink yeah I think that might be a personal thing though with you Keelan because like I've always found that it was like if I was felt shit then I would drink more yeah but you said as well last week that you feel shit for like a week after that you drink yeah yeah except it's always like I know from myself that it's when I'm going through a hard time that's the thing that I like I'll be drinking more do you know like when I go on a night out like I will over consume and I'll black out and I won't like I, I won't remember getting home like that's always the periods where I'm feeling the worst about myself and I get the most fucked so you know? but have you gone a really really long period without drinking no 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 but like my my relationship with alcohol now is far better than it was like three months ago um but it was always caused by me being already depressed you know and then it just makes it worse you just go down a little spiral you don't even realize it's happening yeah but well anyway that's been my personal experience with it is that I but there's a difference between having like feeling down and then giving yourself like actually self-inflicted poor mental health then I think that's why it's perpetuated by alcohol you know because it's normal to feel down sometimes but then because Irish people jump at the opportunity to get blackout Mm. drunk then you have you're giving yourself like that is self-inflicted poor mental health oh well I I think it's making it worse yeah definitely but there's an underlying issue there already you know yeah I think it's like you're it's a but it's a classic coping mechanism it's not even just you know it's it's popularized all over media and films and shit like that where you see the the kind of trope of like someone who's been dumped and then they get a glass of wine you know like it's everywhere I don't think that's exclusive to Irish people but we do binge drink more than any other nation well there's also the English and the Americans aren't particularly great like uh, but the, like Americans is just like college years and then they don't do it again us um, is like from a really young age and we, mm. like, we do it until we die yeah well I suppose the Americans are an entire they literally continent. and as well they just come to Ireland and then they drink for like a weekend they're like that was crazy we had loads of Guinness yeah that's you see I think that's too much of a vast generalisation to make because it's a continent you know like I I do feel like I uh, I think it's a it's a I think it's a very common thing in the Western world 
to get really fucked oh well we're talking about anyway there's no point in having because we don't have any statistics Andy like but yeah but we start so young in Ireland mm. that's a fact yeah yeah but I'm sure they start pretty young in other countries as well so you don't so you don't think that Ireland no has I a do I do but I think it's just because it's so um ingrained in the culture you know it's so ingrained in the culture of Irish people. I still think, I still think that other countries still have poor relationships. In general, in the Western world, have poor relationships with alcohol. Yeah, do you know? Um, I just don't think. Uh, I don't even know where we're like. What? What? I don't. Need, I don't. You what, know I don't know. Yeah, is. I don't know what my point is. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking me. Like, I wasn't asking. We were having a conversation. I wasn't asking oh, anything. Right, okay. I was just trying to understand what you're talking about. Yeah. versus other countries I, we, we I think we that, have a worse reputation than we deserve no I don't think we have a bad reputation I do think that this is me making another generalisation that like when UK people go to other countries and they drink they're more reckless but like Irish people are just loud and crack but like UK they, they're literally like fighting in public fighting on the streets yeah even though I know like rag weeks here people are fighting but like we don't it's not that's not our actual reputation in other places we're just like loud and get drunk and, and I think we can handle our drink better than most places as well. Can handle it. Can handle it, yeah. That's, yeah. Because we can drink more, I feel like. Heavyweights, like. And like, I, I worked in Temple Bar for two years. And you see stags and hens coming over and there's literally puke all down them. And I'm like, lads, come on. Come on, lads. You can do better for than this. Sake, pathetic. Like, hold yourself it together, It actually is mate. pathetic. I once literally saw a guy sprawled out and like midday I was getting chips from McDonald's covered in his own puke with one of those like stag t-shirts on what do you think is um what what do you think is an appropriate age to start drinking and how do you think that you could like as a society we could kind of like push it off to that age you know yeah um well definitely because our our minds aren't fully developed like you learn all of this in sbhe but because the teacher is just like being really militant about it and not relatable mm. you're just like not listening to them but you're taught in sbhe that your mind isn't developed enough to be able to drink alcohol because it stunts your growth mm. and then it it like uh signa- signals the receptor that like the depressive dis- receptor so then the younger you start drinking the more susceptible you are to like poor mental health Okay. And um, so, like, obviously, you're told that, and you're just not listening because all your friends are doing it. And oh, sorry, Siri. Fuck. Um, so that's why we start, like, we just start drinking so young because we don't have anything else to do. Okay. Like, you know, I don't know, but I haven't lived any other life, so I have no idea what to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if the like, I'm much happier when um it's sunny out. But as well, and I'm not like I want to get plastered when it's sunny I just don't think like that but then you think of like Christmas and everyone's like silly season and everyone gets fucking yeah but you see the the sun comes out for me and I associate that immediately with being like I'd love to go to town get a point like yeah but I'm not like yeah but but it's it's nice it's nice to sit outside with a drink like I can relate to that as well but Mm. I'm not like I want to get plastered yeah it's like I want to enjoy a drink and then like talk to my friends that's an interesting mentality though yeah that you hear people having and like i have it as well like sometimes and i don't know where it comes from where it's like lads let's all get so fucked how about we all just get really really fucking drunk like blackout like i don't know why that's a goal but there's something just so alluring about that like you want to be in like dreamland yeah but um that well i suppose that's kind of like wanting to be out of your own reality but it's so common like 
you you see you would be so like that would be kind of alien to you I think a bit because no, you I like more... it I like getting drunk I swear. no but <laughs> I don't mean getting drunk I mean being like let's actually put ourselves in danger here kids no I literally <laughs> like I can't understand how people want to drink so much that they're not in control anymore um or, I do get it I I well I don't know why I want that at all I don't I, know what the reason is but I know what that like the, the temptation is there and I have loads of friends who are like that like I like being drunk to like have more fun and have more confidence and energy but mm, I don't get I more confident off drink I don't understand that whole thing like, that's um, not it at all it just makes me feel less tense it just makes me feel oh, more confident yeah but I don't understand drinking more than that where it's just like I can't remember anything I, I'm just I don't yeah. understand that concept but anyway moving on from that the stories on um, that people included yeah. like cause I this is what gives me fucking heebie-jeebies the way, mm-hmm. when people drink when they're younger is like pissing in public in the middle of the day in front of other people like that's how fucked up they are yeah. or like getting sick all down themselves and they're like left in a field on their own yeah. and then another thing is like stuff that I've seen personally I was at uh, the Stone Roses. Was I at the Stone Roses? A concert, or the Arctic Monkeys, I can't remember. But I was like 16 and I just saw a grown man piss himself. Like just standing mm. up, pissing, piss himself. And I was like, that is so horrible. Like yeah. it's stuff like that. And then like a really old couple's like rolling around in the gla- grass, like about to have sex. Like that shit. Mm. Make, like, you know, stuff you, you kind of expect at a festival, but if you're on NARC, you're just like not aware of it because you're in yeah. your own dreamland or whatever. And you're like, oh, anything goes at a festival. It's just like people lose their inhibitions and just do whatever they want. But like at a normal concert and it's like, they, I don't know. It, it gives me the fucking yeah, that's And then I've also seen in the club that Coley plays in in Galway, I've seen a couple just like have sex up against the wall and yeah. they were so out of it. Like they could barely open their eyes. Like it's that sort of thing that ma- makes me feel sick. You see, for me, my perception of sh- shit like that is so different and it's actually so funny how different we are. Um, I would see stuff like that as I'd like kind of romanticize it. I'd be like, oh, I love debauchery. Like I love, yeah. you know, hedonism. I love all that shit. Like I just find that, to, I kind of find that admirable in a way. Like people who genuinely do not give a fuck and are so like, self-destructive in that way that I just find that crazy and like in a weird way I think that's kind of like endearing yeah I I find that like interesting like that makes that gives me butterflies for some reason I'm just like oh my god I love it I love how much of a mess you are I think that's so beautiful like but the thing that concerns me is when somebody's like 14 because I was 14 getting so unbelievably fucked out of my brain and what concerns me about that is um that like the amount of fucking danger you're in when you have that lack of self-control and how like and this is when your sexuality is just getting developed and then it you introduce this sort of social lubricant that makes it easier for you to like socialize with the opposite sex um you're all getting really drunk nobody understands what consent is nobody understands what sex is really you just are and obviously when you have a drink on you it completely exacerbates any sort of like sexual desires you have or tendencies and then it's like if you act on any of those in like a in a drunken state and then everybody in secondary school finds out you know like all of us have had experiences like that as a child and like that is such a horrible thing to go through that sort of like social shame and the only the shame that you'd you know 
going towards yourself in those situations like I know uh, I know uh, every girl I know has a story like that and I'd say lads go, go through it as well to a certain extent and that's where I feel like the real like and enough about like your brain developing and stuff like that like I don't know anything about that like biological sign to it but like the the psychological impacts of shit like that of those sorts of traumas and that's what happens when you black out you that's a trauma on your brain that is actual damage being done to your brain and then the the fear as we call it which is basically you know is an alcohol induced depression mm. um and how that impacts on a young preteen who has no sense of self and is their entire self-worth is based off what other people think of them like that's the thing that I think needs to be tackled Mm. and that's the reason that I think that there should be something done about how young people are drinking yeah because I know when I first started drinking when I was like getting actually drunk when I was 14 um there was just like two lads and me and my friend were going out to see them and like we were drinking and they weren't but it was like a real weird situation where like they knew we were going to be drunk. So they came over and then they both were like, will you give us head? And the mm. two of us were, I was just like, I'm not sure what's going on. But my friend was like, yeah, but she was way more drunk than I was. Mm. So then like they brought us into the garden and then it's, I like didn't, because I'd never even seen a dick before, I don't think. Mm. And uh, How old were you? I was 14. And uh, I'd seen like dads, you know. Like we're walking around the house. Oh great, we're I gonna mean, have to refill. <laughs> no, I didn't mean incest. No, but like we were a naked family, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Nudists. Uh nudists, yeah. But um <laughs> Oh god. I don't, mean that in a we- I don't mean oh, I don't I don't mean it in okay, a weird no, way. Just, just anyway, so then we were in the garden and they were like it was about to happen, whatever, and I just ran away. I was like, yeah. I'm not because you don't actually know how to say no when yeah. you're that young I like I didn't even understand how to communicate that I didn't want to do it yeah I was they were just like saying it in such a charming like oh this is so normal mm. just like ran two random lads it's just like suck our dicks mm. outside in the back garden so I was just like this I saw like I saw the tip of it and I was like ah! and screamed yeah. and ran back into the house so then my friend ran back in after me then there was more people at the house and then, anyway, the night goes on. You cut, you like, you black, you fully like, you don't know what's going on then. And then, um, I went upstairs, and my friend was like, she couldn't even speak, and she was on the bed, and the guy was like on top of her, and I was like, what's going on? And he was like, get out, get out. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was drunk as well, so I was like, all right, I didn't understand. So then I went in like ten minutes later, and I was like, are you okay? And then my friend was like, bah! like kind of like mumbled something to me. So then he like pulled up his pants and left. And he basically what he was doing was just like dry humping her while she was basically unconscious and couldn't even say anything. Oh, Jesus so that's why Christ. when I see stuff like that in public where like people are having sex in clubs and they can't even speak, I'm like, there's yeah. something wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. like there's there's some some sort of miscommunication. No matter how old they are, I'm like, there's something not right there. Mm. And then in the morning I was like, what happened? I cause like I went in thinking it was like consensual. Cause she didn't say like she didn't speak. You mm-hmm. know, the first time I went in and I obviously would have stopped it. But as well, there's no education around it. I didn't even think that like yeah. after that I had a really w- bad feeling in my stomach mm. but I didn't think that anything because she never talked about it then after yeah. that so I didn't think yeah. it was an issue but I knew then uh, like uh, after all these experiences that's where that's brought me to now where I just take I don't take shit like yeah and I always I always ask people mm. because they sometimes people don't know what's consent or not mm. even women mm. don't know like how to communicate it um I'm just a runner. I'm just like, fuck it, mm. screamer. Um, so that's like one thing that made me real 
wary of how much lim- like the limit of my drugs and or not drugs oh my god cancelled no drink I was only drinking um so that's how like I always watch how much I'm drinking and then there's another time where my friend was on drugs this is a different friend and it was her own party and like she was having sex with with the bathroom door open and there was people like filming it oh Jesus and like loads of people were sharing it around and she hadn't even seen it oh the poor thing so I was just like but it was consensual because she was like she was very like you could see her being active in it if you know Mm. what I mean and um so I just like closed over the door and got people to stop um so it's like stuff like that that just puts a really bad taste in my mouth that's Mm. why I can't see it in like a funny way and then another time um what's something else that happened oh yeah another time I was kissing a girl at a party and like loads of guys were filming it and then like locking us in the bathroom to make us do it again oh so they were just like sexualizing it rather than just like I actually just wanted to you know ew that's just like being a dickhead though. yeah like, I know and they were like take your tops drink, off drink and I like- that that time that's the only time I've actually been like blackout like there was puke in my mouth and I was just like swallowing it like oh, that's Jesus. how fucked I was Fuck. and then I got back to my friend's house and I was like lying on the floor and her mom was like Keelan are you okay and apparently I like lifted my head and I was cross-eyed and she was like what the fuck because we were so young and my friend got in so much trouble because oh, I was so locked and my friend actually broke her ankle that, that night like that's Jesus how locked we all were Christ. yeah and we literally like we pre- like because at that age you have such a tiny limit of like tiny limit mm-hmm. of when you go to parties and when you're pre-drinking and all that because like you have to drink before your parents come home from work or like your ceiling drink whatever and then you get to the party at like nine and then it's over at eleven mm-hmm. so like you're fucked and then you do all these like cr- uh, quick tricks when you're that age because you want to get yeah. if you have a tiny amount of drink you're like this is how you get drunker you don't eat all day you like spin around with your head. like I used to do that like drink nagging straight yeah. and then spin around in circles while drinking them mm. so it's like I'll get drunk quicker yeah so I then after all of those too. things like at a very uh, I was so <laughs> <laughs> um so after all those things happened to me that's why I probably have a different view of like drinking mm. to you but like I have similar um I've I've like similar stories with the, the exact same kind of themes as that you yeah. know where it's like um uh, I the, the the sex the sexual thing is like I feel like the biggest issue yeah and can we talk about now that thing in Northern Ireland you were the one who mentioned this to me okay, yeah. the posters that were being handed out by the police so basically my friend had this on her story um, they were handing it out in Belfast and it's basically on the poster it says alcohol is the number one rape drug how much have you taken already now the way I interpreted this before she like commented on it I was like maybe it's directed towards guys and I was like it's still not teaching them about consent yeah it's like being like it's still just like guys get a feeling of wanting to rape yeah so like stop drinking but well, it's, it's actually not even exclusive guys because girls can do shit like that I know but it's predominantly like guys who rape girls anyway so um so that's why I just say because it's easier than saying people you know um Mm. so then it's actually but it's actually victim victim blaming the woman because this is what it follows on to it says many rapes happen when people are drunk follow these steps to protect yourself so like this is this is for the victim number one don't get so drunk you don't know what you're doing great advice Number two, don't go alone to a stranger's house when you're drunk. Arrange to meet them when you're sober. Jesus Christ. It's, and none of this is like, don't rape people. How about you teach that? How about just like, don't rape anyone? Yeah. You know, ask people if they want to have sex before you do. Um, 
Three, don't accept drink from someone you've just met and don't share drinks. Only leave your drink with someone you trust. That's fair enough. Like, I still get paranoid, mm-hmm. like, leaving my drinks down. I always bring my drink to the bathroom. Um, number four, plan how you're going to get home. Don't walk home alone or go with someone you've just met. Stay with friends or get a taxi. Like, it's so fucked that I feel scared going home. Yeah. You know, it's, I, know. I think that that's horrible. Yeah. Like, and lads don't feel that. And remember, uh, you know, your man from Sinn Féin, he got kicked out, but he was like, he made this podcast, I can't remember his name, Paddy or something. He was like, like, I'm scared for my, uh," he goes, never mind about girls uh, being scared to go home on their own. I'm scared of my guys being, if my sons were blackmailed by women. That's what I'd be scared of. And I was like, you need to fucking get your priorities oh straight. I was like, imagine being one, being scared to go home you can't, on your own. You can't go, yeah, imagine and, not having the freedom or like, yeah. the, you know. And to, what's the percentage of like guys getting blackmailed by like women? Blackmail. What is this? Yeah, I love how there's this narrative about women that were really like, we're the Medea, we're all really secretive and sneaky. And yeah. we're, you know what I mean? Oh, no, we have witches' up. cauldrons and we're, you know. Anyway, the rest of the poster, it says, fuck. be smart. So what's that called when it's it's by the letter? So it's S-M-A-R-T. Uh, everything stands for something. What's Acron- that called? Acronym? No, I don't know. We're going to say it. Um, so number... Say no to any sex you don't want. Thank you so Thanks much. So, oh my God. Oh my God. That's protecting me from the rest of sexual... Ra- like not... Never mind rape. But like what about the actual harassment that we receive all the time? Yeah. Like I just never step on Harcourt Street because it's just like free range for lads in there. They're like, mm. I'm going to actually stick my hand up your skirt and nothing is going to happen. Mm. And then make yourself clearly understood. That uh, really annoyed that thing there. That actually, like, like I'm sorry, but people should know by your body language. You, like, it doesn't need to be clear. You know, it. The only thing that needs to be clear is like you communicating if you want to have sex and asking you someone. You know, if you're like, you should only have sex with somebody if you're both equally as enthusiastic about it. And I don't understand how anybody could want to have sex if that wasn't the case. If the person you know, wasn't even enjoying it. And like it. as well, like you can feel by someone's body when you're getting like, like I don't want to get, get too like graphic with it, but you can feel by someone's body. Yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. that, that's how your body works it responds to when you want to have sex not that you should base your uh, obviously you should ask someone and like mm-hmm. you should have a conversation about it but like you you can feel if somebody's excited yeah you know um, and then it says alcohol affects your judgement so watch what you drink again victim blaming thank you another this one this is the most annoying one rape stays with you for life like obviously yeah. like oh, oh my god I didn't think that it's like yeah. ah sure I'll let someone rape me and then it's for fine I'll forget about it assuming that whoever's reading this like especially if it's a woman who picks something like this up yeah as if you've never you don't consider rape almost yeah. you know what I mean that it's, it's not like, like oh, a frequent like, thought like, that you t- have treating us like absolute idiots yeah. like absolute imbeciles like we don't understand the concept of consent I know and then the last one is take care of each other and don't go off with someone you've just met that's slut shaming though as well yeah. it's like don't go for one night stands because you'll get raped yeah and and it, and it's also this whole idea of like every every man is demonized and every woman is just like supposed to be constantly on high alert of every man that she meets like you know which is not also a nice not a nice live. yeah I, well especially because of the night out we go on like we'd know everyone mm. it's not that I, I don't know i just hate that like it's 
the way it's supposed to we're supposed to be highly vigilant all the fucking time never let your guard down ever never get in a taxi on your own always be with someone go to the bathroom with other people you constantly need to keep an eye on your drink like it's so shit when i leave my eyes off my drink for two minutes and then i'm like fuck somebody could easily spike this should i consider throwing it out yeah never have (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) what a waste but like i've heard so many stories and it's more so in those um i've also in harcourt street where i've heard girls girls who've gotten or like tomangos or the likes of that uh mm. i've heard actually several girls say to me that they got spiked in tomangos um rather than like and, like, well, and yeah. like you know well like the people are more like liberal and stuff that go yeah, to you know yeah. like techno nights and all like if just, there's if there's mullets there there's they're nothing progressive. to worry about they're progressive yeah. and they're all for the female they love women they love women they're all egalitarians so we're fine there but um also I've heard another thing I've actually heard lads in my school say sure if you got spiked that's handy it's free drugs yeah but that's like a joke that everyone sorry guys but like that's a joke no but they weren't say, they were saying it amongst themselves like this yeah. this is the guys with with the easy list you know where they write girls okay. on their easy list and wear flip flops to college oh my dear god yeah. okay um so that's that's what they're like anyway so they're saying that they're justified if they were to theoretically spike someone's drink because it's like doing the bird a favor yeah 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 um that is and that this was a genuine comment like that they meant uh that's so concerning that is absolutely yeah that's horrendous like who the fuck like who in their right mind and especially like the things like date rape drugs aren't like fun party well i'd say they are in some circumstances i've actually never been spiked mm. have you ever had an experience like that i've like thought no, i've been spiked no, before I've but then been, been like oh i had like two naggins and like my body weight and jeans so probably wasn't like yeah no i don't think i think i've said it to um i've said it as an excuse before like when i got picked up from tomangos puking yeah i was like oh he's spiked yeah, you know when parents. you're like 15 yeah which is also like fucked up thing to do but like yeah. look it's fine we all make mistakes kids. sure i'm barred from tomango so yeah. no worries there you're barred when you're like 15 16 yeah i got in a fight with the girl so was um seersha wasn't she and sencha legendary yeah legendary I, didn't get, I never got kicked out but that's because i'm too cool to go to tomango sorry it's oh. <laughs> actually so true as well oh my god it is so true yeah um Underage mangoes was a buzz though. Oh, that was a buzz. Sorry, like, why are we talking about this? I don't know, so, but it was yeah, so good. Sorry, the, the irrelevant. Um, and w- w- yeah, okay. So let's like, let's like focus back in on that poster. Yeah. What do you think that it you should be taking precautions to avoid yourself being raped? I like what like because I've heard this argument now, um, on especially because I've like uh, like I'm like being trained to be a lawyer so like mm. I have to kind of understand how to like defend and you should prosecute and shit like that mm. um and I've heard this argument come up time and time again if you're walking down an alleyway and you were wearing a gold watch an expensive sh- suit and you're wearing all this expensive jewelry you're walking down an alleyway in a dodgy part of town and then someone beats you up are you not partially responsible I've heard that as an as an argument for defensive rape. Um, I think Wait, that's a what? biggest load of bollocks. I've heard that off, like you know what I mean, like middle aged, you know, um, male, yeah. yeah, 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 um, white men, um, and uh, so I want to know, like, with that in mind, what your thoughts are on that, on that poster. Like, do you think there should be precautions that everyone should make for their own safety before they go on a night out as a woman, like? 
So, oh yeah, because it's like, what type of underwear were you wearing at the crime scene and that sort of shit? Well, no, not even not even underwear because it's like, but I just mean in terms of your own behaviour. Do you think that there's anything, do you think that you should be aware of how much you're drinking in case of something like that? Well, I would say to girls in general, this isn't just like precautions for rape, but it's like, don't get so fucked up that you don't know where you are. Yeah. Because you're putting yourself in danger no matter, like that's not even in terms of rape, like you could actually just die. Yeah. Or like crack your head open. But it's like stuff like that and it's just, like that, I'm not saying that's that's like an open open gate for someone to rape you, but it's like anything could happen to you. Mm. And then like if you're so, and if you want to defend yourself and you actually can't remember what happened, that's that's sad and that's shit so it's like that sort of precaution i would just advise for anyone Mm. but it's obviously not their fault anyway hello hi uh come for dinner oh okay i'll pause this okay we're just gonna go for dinner and then we'll be back after (laughs) after the little break (laughs) okay and we're back after that short little break Thanks for tuning in and keeping it locked, guys. So we're just going to move on to the next one. <laughs> keeping it locked. Locked in. That's what they say in the radio. That's legendary. They're like, keep it locked. That's so legendary. Well, it's like what English people say, but I'm just... You're getting pro- into the lingo. I'm just, get, you know, practicing for when I move over. Anyway, so we're just going to move over and move on to the next point. So obviously this is a big issue. They give us a night campaign of club closures. And also um, there's no late night licensing. and It's really hard to get one. So what Coley has told me is that you need to you need to pay four hundred euro a night if you're gonna stay open past midnight, and you need to pay it a month in advance, and you like need to go to court to pay it. Okay. And then legally, you have to stay. You can only stay up until three. Yeah. Or you can only sell alcohol until three p.m. or three a.m. Um, three a.m. Kedema starts playing softly in the background. Um. So true. But so because it can't stay open long enough, people just like binge drink before and don't spend any money in there. And so clubs actually aren't uh, like getting enough money. And then because late night bars don't have to don't have to buy one of those mm. because it's not like a dance venue. If that makes sense. Yeah. There's not like dance floor to it. Mm. And because they're making so much business, they want to keep that rule in. So like clubs okay. and stuff have yeah. to play pay that fee okay. to stay open so that's why it's really hard for them to stay like it costs a lot to stay okay. open what do you think is the significance of club culture in Dublin for people our age why do you think it's important well, why as, would we want to keep it open but like as I discussed at the start of this podcast is that like a lot of our friendships are made because our lives are kind of surround. well our socialising is kind of surrounded by alcohol and drinking mm. where it's like going for a drink at your friend like going to a Christmas party with your family like you're all drinking at it um, but like club clo- like what a club is is like you can go on a night out you don't it's not even sur- like focused on alcohol it's like focused on music which is different to going to a late night bar which is like your sole purpose going mm. there is drinking mm. because I know my eyes are open to that because my boyfriend doesn't drink but he's a DJ so there's like a whole other realm of like a creative industry that's surrounded by nights out and socializing in a community where like you can't get that in any other form mm. other than clubs and like electronic and dance music. So there's like the whole thing of like promoters, collaborations of different sorts of um, club nights, mm. photographers, um, a fashion as well as a huge part of it. Um, self-expression too, because a lot of people would only feel confident in like actually expressing themselves 
uh, physically and like uh, aesthetically at night time or like going to these things and then of course like the music aspect of it so dance music um and djs and how they're funded and how they keep going is like just playing at nights and playing at festivals and like if ireland doesn't have that we've lost basically our whole culture because there's even art collaborations with like with even the posters is so uh pinnacle in like club culture so, like it gives opportunities yeah, for artists and sh- you, yeah. there's no other way for those types of artists to showcase their work other than mm. like posters for club nights yeah. and posters for those sort of things and it's all u- very youth driven because it's all us supporting each other rather than like one big man at the top who's controlling it which is like most other industries are mm. you if know people our age events created by people our age for people our age for people our age and it's all our age that are profiting off it it's not really anyone else and it's actually the only thing that we have yeah you know like to to be able to it's our only form of community that we have as young people like people from the ages of 18 to 25 um it to like network with one another not mm. to use like a fucking wanky name to like define it but to like meet each other and to socialize and to express ourselves and have conversations like most of my politically driven conversations in the lead up to the election were on nights out you know which is so weird to say like yeah. even besides college like I'm a law student and my I had most of my political conversations in nights out in clubs because that's where I'm meeting like-minded individuals and like music is this beautifully unifying force and it's always been a unifying force and always been how that we how we bond with each other as human beings and that's why I feel like it's so crucial that we keep these things open you know, especially as young people and like music just hits you differently when you're young, I think. I think it really does. I think that kind of wears off as you grow older, but it's just such a, like it has such an emotive force, yeah. you know, and it and it really does bond us together. And even the drinking and the getting drunk together and like things like that, that's obviously all a factor, whether you're looking at that from a positive or negative perspective, but it's it's about the music and the dancing you know and like everybody's expressing affection from one for one another you see people you haven't seen in months and it's you know I mean it's a hug and a kiss and it's like it's catching up you know um that's what I think it's a fucking tragedy that things are being shut down I mean at the moment I'm happy with my nightlife at the moment because I was um I started like getting involved in like going to nightclubs overage nightclubs after the thing things such as like hanger like that was that predated my going out experiences and how many times did you go to district 8 to district 8 I went to twice but like I had the best night of my life in district 8 like the first time I went so that was a bit like you know that was um um so I was still upset but I didn't have that same kind of yeah the connection that everyone else seemed to have with the venue Mm. Um, because like when I turned 18 the first club I went to was hanger so mm-hmm. that's kind of like, and I know from Coley, like he said, he was working in Hangar, played in Hangar, would book people to play in Hangar, mm-hmm. work the door there. So he was really connected to it. So that's probably why he's so passionate. But like in my perspective as well, because I'm such a practical thinker, like I'm not even thinking about like people seeing each other, but even logically, it doesn't even make sense because if you wanted to actually improve our economy, you'd improve the nightlife economy because there's such a high percentage of 18 to 25 year olds in Ireland mm-hmm. like it's the higher than any other country in the EU so it makes sense to improve our nightlife and economy a huge proportion of our tourists that are coming in are party tourists yeah. that are coming in to like drink with the Irish 
as and well. They're not, and they're not leaving Temple Bar. That's the problem. It's yeah. the only place they can go. Yeah, yeah. So it's like polluting. It's literally polluting Temple Bar. Like it just ruins the whole place. And that was the creative quarter for for Irish people. And now it's like weird for Irish people to actually go out in Temple Bar. Mm. Like you just wouldn't. You'd be, yeah. It would be rare to find an Irish person. Yeah, that's drink. actually so true. Like fuck Temple Bar. I would never like even consider it. Yeah. But like, for example, if you improved public transport at nighttime, it would be safer for everyone to get home and it also improved the economy. Um, if you improved, you know, if you food places stayed open longer. You're that, pushing your um, environmental political agenda. This is my not environmental. <laughs> oh my God, because I said public transport. Yeah, public transport is getting public transport involved. No, but like it's so expensive to go home on a night yeah. out. Like I wouldn't go, like it'd be rare for me to go on a night out in midweek because I can't get the night link. Well, like, you up our town, you up the 15, is all yeah, I'm Yeah, you up the that. 15, but I yeah. can't get the back to the... So, like, you need public transport out to the commuter towns. Like, yeah. you know, people in... From the Celtic Tiger, people who live in the nuclear commuter towns literally have nothing to do. Like, we give out... Like, we don't have anything to do. Like, I can travel a 20-minute dart journey into town and, like, go to an art exhibition. Mm. But, like, they have to get a 40-minute, like, commuter train... Or like an hour long bus. So if they want to go out to town, they literally can't get home. It's going to cost them like 60 quid to get a taxi. Like even if Tommy wants to go back to Rush, it's going to be so expensive to get a taxi. And so many people live around there, like Balbrig and Rush. Um, Like even Drogheda as well. Like all they have is Dublin. Like that's, you know, their town basically. Because there's nothing else there. It's just housing. I think that's more of a housing, yeah. That's more of a, uh, to do with the housing crisis than it does have to do with the club coaches but I suppose all of them are so no, part but there's of the no same ru- thing, but there's no like, but like London is built spread out mm. as a city because they created smaller towns that's not to do with the housing crisis yeah. like we have a big city It's we don't have any room to build more in the city centre yeah. so that's unrealistic to think that we can build up though but like that would kind of ruin the um, architecture of the place And there, no but there's a quote of like how much green space you're supposed to have in a city as well no I build think. up I'm saying oh build up towers right yeah, yeah sorry um yeah, that would make it like a bit grey, wouldn't it? Mm. But anyway, if the transport was improved to all those commuter towns, they'd have a much better social life or like lifestyle to be able to like go in and out mm. from town because a lot of those people just can't and then they're stuck in that one like shitty pub like in their town that's near the housing estate. I think there's going to be major change anyway in the, in the like city of Dublin in the next 10 years. Like I think, and it, which is really exciting for me because I'm only starting getting like you know into my I'm only like almost next year I'm going to be 20 mm. you know so I'm actually really looking forward to what I feel like I'm gonna have like a um I'm growing up in a perfect time considering the fact that like shit like I'm, I'm missing the, the the generation z which you're also generation z like not a millennial I feel like we have way more opportunities than like our the generation before us because of th- things like Sinn Féin getting into the government yeah yeah you know like I'm so excited to see how that's going to shift life for and like it was the young vote that got them in yeah so i'm so excited to see how that's going to shift our lives and shift how um like though uh, i wonder what their involvement with those sorts of laws and things will be mm. and as well because it's given i feel like us young people a lot more confidence that Sinn Féin got into government because it shows how um much of an influence our voices have mm. Um, and it, it's not it, because it was so, because when it was like it, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael like made us feel like we were just completely irrelevant yeah. like you know um, like the young vote didn't matter yeah so I'm kind of optimistic about this whole give us the night campaign and um, like what's to come in the next five years or mm. so but like as we've seen from 
because it's so complicated like politics is so complicated mm. and as we saw from the Bernard Shaw apparently there was a noise complaint even though it had been there for so long and all the residents actually drink there so it didn't actually yeah. make sense and then all of a sudden it was knocked down to build a hotel you know yeah. that's that's the government selling public land to private developers because they think it's going to improve tourism but like tourists come here for the culture mm. and they come here to meet Irish people because we're so friendly but like if we're all emigrating for better opportunities they're not gonna like that's gonna disprove um yeah tourism so that's what's it's so illogical about it and if the, like it doesn't improve the economy either just a ho- huge like barren um hotel big empty concrete jungle yeah concrete jungle yeah. um so I'm getting a bit tired we're getting a bit tired <laughs> get a bit tired girls um, but that's good to think you're optimistic yeah, I'm just like I am but I'm though naturally optimistic you know yeah well like for me growing up like it I have such a small like even when Coley stays here at night and he's we're looking for stuff to do at night time like there's not barely any nights on like you can plan them in advance but if off chance me and Coley are here on a night say on a Tuesday and we're like, oh, we really want to go out and see people. And there's just nothing on. Mm. And that's not like there's a lack of people wanting to do stuff. It's just like literally there's actually not enough venues to even put stuff on. Yeah. And not enough funding behind it. And people don't have enough funding because the clubs can't stay open as long. Mm. It's a nightlife economy. And like people, if they want to go out on a Monday and can't afford a taxi, they're not going to go out. But if you think about it, how how much and we're all fucking skint as well I like know. all of us students because that, like a living to live here is so expensive but like if you if think about it if like transport was improved during the night time more people would go out because you wouldn't have to think about taxi money it would like just be going into town yeah. and you could just pre-drink on your way in there and then be grand and have a good buzz I mastered the seven euro night out though like I only spent seven oh, euro oh we're quite oh yeah, Ellie we're so good and then just you know what I mean we're so good thing. at it so good um, but like more businesses would benefit as well if clubs stayed open longer because there'd be more people in town yeah dur- and then we've uh, we've a high enough population of young people to keep that going I know you know like know. We all, all we want is to go out and have fun all the time like I'm always up for a night out like literally every single day every single day of the week yeah I'm same up for it yeah so am I so it's disappointing like yeah. the only thing on a Monday is like hijinks and that's all sorry don't sue me but it's like all <laughs> underage <laughs> I was yeah okay yeah yeah it's it a, is though yeah um don't sue me please don't sue me but it is and like you know that's not the type of yeah buzz I want no and then for that's example too commercial is it you know what it, it is, is like commercial Harcourt yeah Street, like um and then like with the NCID ball being in that in what's that club called where it was I don't know in Temple around the corner from Button Factory it, it's where Mother is I don't know if it's actually called Mother though the club oh it's called um. The Mez? Yeah. Is that what it was? Uh, the place we were in yeah, like, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's tiny. It doesn't even have a smoking area. That is a complete fire hazard. Like, there's no yeah. fire e- exits in there. And if you have the same... <laughs> and it's just a You basement. know, that's why Hangar got shut down because it was a fire okay. hazard and it's exactly the same as the Mez. So I don't know yeah. how it's not shut down yet. Now it is going to be because I just said that fuck's sake. Yeah, but um, you I literally ru- just ruined Dublin. I actually just destroyed the nightlife economy. Anyway... Um, so yeah I just, like that place was fucking tiny as well and yeah. there was like people queuing up who had actually bought a ticket yeah. and they couldn't even get in because it was so small and the, the floor was like an icing rink I don't know how anyone could dance I had the time of my life I, was, I had the best time ever but the, like you know what I mean mm. there's just no oomph around the nightlife I think there is like I'm enjoy- like I'm 
thriving at the moment like I fucking love going to clubs so much I know I'm not so do I I'm not saying I don't like it you're saying there's no oomph I see an oomph yeah there's no support behind it I'm saying all the places are closing down yeah 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 sorry 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 have you been to the new Bernard Shaw in Fibsborough no don't go there why don't would not recommend to a friend it just hasn't been broken in yet you know apparently the I heard the interior design is just the same as what the last thing was yeah, it was like yeah, a restaurant yeah. it's like it's like mad like posh um Asian restaurant vibes that's what the inside of it gives me like it's like a family restaurant it's so weird the inside yeah it's so weird um well I'd say they just probably just need some time to like do you think get they're, still, they're making money like are there is there enough people there uh, no not when I went and I went when it was like open a week mm. but I haven't gone since and I'd say um, DCU students will start you know fucking the place up to be honest yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. realistically new bars getting old like yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough okay I think we're gonna leave it there is there anything else you wanted to say no I'm good I'm perfect I'm like my head hurts from um talking into your your hand oh sorry 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 okay guys thanks so much for listening um if you any have any comments you can send me a message uh share this if you liked it and give us a rating subscribe to keelan's only fans to keep my nightlife intact yeah exactly because any money you give to keelan is also being given to me and my like nagging fun so thanks (laughs) so much Thanks, guys. Um, And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate if you gave me a review because it, like, puts me on the charts and, like, suggested for other people that might not even follow me. So that would help us out so much. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And um, stay sexy.